If you're glad to be here today, say amen. amen. I'm so glad to see each and every one of you. I'm loving these 10 a.m. one service times together. Where, <laughs> Amen. So grateful for our worship team, uh, all these wonderfully talented, anointed believers that are sharing their time, their talent, their treasure. So many good things are happening at Victory right now. This is a special Sunday. I'm actually beginning a new series next Sunday called Identity, and it's going to be dealing with who we are in Christ and how we fight the things that Pastor Haley so remarkably brought to light and to our attention in her amazing series in February called Pretty Little Liars. Wonderful job, just touched my heart, I know it did yours, if you weren't here and able to attend. Everything, remember, that we do is online free. We're not in the business of selling the gospel, but it's available to you there on our website. Uh, please avail yourselves of the wonderful resources that are there, some great encouraging messages that will strengthen you, edify you, build you up in your walk with the Lord. Uh, the new series I'll begin next Sunday called Identity. Well, Abby, honey, I'm in church. Why are you calling my phone right now? I'm in church, sweetheart, standing up here holding the microphone. You okay? I love you. All right. Um, some of you can't believe I even did that, but let me tell you, there. I don't care what I'm doing. If my baby girl calls or my son calls, I got to check and see if they're okay. All right? All right. <clears throat> so, we're back to where I was. New series next Sunday. We're going to do four, four messages called Identity, and it's about who we are in Christ. Too many times we live in the defeat of a past circumstance or failure. Everybody in the room's got one or, or more than one. And we fail to renew our minds in who we are now, and we're still living out of the memory of a past life, which was B.C. Everybody say, before Christ. Before Jesus came into my heart and set me free and saved me and transformed me and started a work that he's still involved in right now, the process is still ongoing. His work at the cross is a finished work, but the Holy Spirit has a finishing work that he's doing in my life right now. And so I'm grateful for that. We're going to be talking about that. It's going to be a great series of victory, but it's also going to address very practical things. It's not just going to hang you up in the heavens and then leave you out there to go, okay, yeah, but i got to go face the real world now. No, it's going to give you real world solutions uh, that shows how our condition where we are and our position in Christ can become one. And we can live out of who we are now. Somebody say amen. So I'm excited about that. And man, life groups start this week. So excited about our life groups. Uh, man, I was, I was blown away when they sent me the list of the 12 people that have signed up for my group. Wow. We're going to do the purple book together. It's going to be amazing. If you have not signed up for a life group, it is not too late. T punch your neighbor and say, not too late. So you can still get involved in this wonderful area of ministry here at Victory where we sit down together, open the Word of God together, and we look to see what the Word says, and we talk about how the Word has impacted us as individuals. We pray together. We bear each other's burdens 
as the book of Galatians says. So it's a wonderful time to be able to share some tremendous things. We do have one very, very special, unique life group that's going on under the direction of Leanne Ruddick. Leanne, would you stand over there, please, ma'am? Lovely lady. Um, is going to be leading our Dave Ramsey Financial Peace. Now, this one has a little bit of a fee attached to it, and Dave just blew us all away by sending out an announcement this previous week. Um, I don't think it's any longer 129, but it's like 79 now. Is that right, Leanne? So now, the reason there's a charge for that is that gives you a year's worth of access to all of the resources on the Dave Ramsey website in order to get your finances in order. And how many of you know just because you do an eight-week class doesn't mean it's all going to get fixed? Sometimes you need to go back to it and keep renewing and keep reminding and and this class is going to be so great to be able to lay the foundational principles. A lot of other great things are happening as well. Please check the wall out there. We've got pictures up of our life group leaders. We've got an opportunity for you to sign up. It's not too late. One more time. Everybody say it. It's not too late. You can get involved. And it's going to be wonderful. So we're excited about that. Great things happening at Victory. I don't know about you, but it just did something way down in my soul. Yeah. Everybody say amen. At that, when I saw the sun come out this week, oh my goodness. Woo-wee, Jesus, help me. I felt like I had already seen a picture of heaven. Now, if, if you struggle a little bit with the seasonal affective disorder, sad because of low, low light, you have no idea how much a bright, shiny sun means to a person like me. And just so grateful. Thank God for vitamin D and for the suntan bed once in a while to give me a concentration of light. And you fake it till you make it, and you bake it, and you do all of that. And, and so, anyway, I'm, I'm just, I'm so ready for spring. Anybody else ready for spring? Ooh, my, my, my. I just prayed that last week wasn't the spring of deception and that we go into the third winter. So, anyway. All right, this morning is very special. We are, are doing something regarding a couple of very special leaders in our church who have worked tirelessly and committed, faithful, relentless in so many kinds of ways. And we've seen as we take steps to begin to rebuild after the pandemic, and I know that it's not fully gone yet, but I mean, as far as I'm concerned, um, you know, we're just, I'm going on and living life. We can't, you know, even if another variant crops up, we're going we're gonna to live our lives. Come on, somebody. Now... We're not going to be foolish. We're going to be wise. Jesus said, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And so we want to be able to maintain that dual wisdom and purity as we live life in the world, walking among the darkness as light shining for the sake of the gospel. So um, just, you know, ready, excited, believe the Lord is going to do some great things as we rebuild. And as, and as we're doing this, we're recognizing the faithfulness of some who've been here for years and carrying a great degree of weight. This morning, we're going to be laying hands on uh, Beth Hatchett as our new children's ministry director. Somebody said, well, now, wait a minute, I thought Pastor Haley was the children's pastor. Well, yes, she's moving on to carry some other things that we need to have attention paid to, like our Victory Chicks Women's Ministry. She's going to be overseeing that, so we're excited about that, as well as other things we'll be announcing in the future. Also, we're going to be laying hands on uh, Johnny Powell, who is going to be carrying our lead role as youth pastor now. 
pa- Pastor Jeremy is stepping into a position we're calling Connect Pastor. And uh, we're excited because he's doing just a remarkable job in giving us a really regular, consistent presence in all of our social media platforms and doing some awesome stuff in that area and encouraging you, reminding you, as well as the community, people who follow us, about the things that are happening. Because we want to showcase the work of the Holy Spirit and what God is doing at Victory. How many of you know it's important to do that? And so I'm, I'm thankful, as well as he and Heather are going to be leading a life group. Pastor Haley and Brennan are involved in leading one. And so there's a lot of things that we're going to be expanding. They're moving some things over and handing some authority into the lives of some others to help them grow and release them because they're taking on new areas themselves. Our church is growing. We have new people coming. I know you think, well, we just cut from two services to one. Well, I just I want to have what I call critical mass because if you have just a few in the first service and about half to to two-thirds attended in the second, it doesn't really ever quite get to it. And so now we've we've got enough in the room that we can actually, if folk, if you, everybody say if I, if we choose to enter into the presence of God, we can touch his presence and the miraculous can happen in these worship services. So before we lay hands on these, and we're going to bring their spouses up, bring Jake up with Beth and bring Megan up with Johnny and just lay hands on them as a couple. Uh, we got some special presentation. I just want to share just for a very brief few minutes, just a devotional length message. And it's, it's, a, it's appropriate that we talk for just a few moments about promotion in the kingdom of God. Because we're recognizing the long-term commitment. Eugene Peterson, who is the translator of the message paraphrase, Great, great gospel preacher, Presbyterian minister, uh, seminary professor, um, wrote a book called about discipleship that's called A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. And that's what discipleship is. It is a long obedience in the same direction. And I don't think of a better phrase that characterizes the life and ministry of Beth in the children's ministry under Pastor Haley and the life and ministry of Johnny under Pastor Jeremy. And they, I've seen these couples grow, seen the hand of the Lord upon their lives, and stick to it when things were difficult and tough. How many of you know that if you're looking for the perfect church, please quit, because as soon as you find it and you join it, it won't be perfect anymore? Because there's not one. The church of Jesus Christ is made up of people that are broken and need grace, just like you and every one of us in this room do. We need the grace of God. And so when we talk about the promotion in the kingdom of God, I've I've appropriately called this kingdom promotion. And there's a scripture, two verses out of Psalm 75, just kind of an obscure passage, but it gives a great principle that I want you to see. The Bible says in Psalm 75, verses 6 and 7, and we're going to go old school, go back to King James. Okay, so kind of stiffen your jaw a little bit. For promotion cometh neither from the east nor the west nor the south. Now, that's interesting because there's one direction that's conspicuously left out. What is it? The north. The Bible says in Psalm 48, beautiful for situation, the joy of the whole earth, is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the great king. The scripture says God dwells in the north, okay? And so promotion doesn't come from the south or the east or the west, but obviously, and it says, get get that again, go, go back again, 
to 6. Now, this time I'm going to change the ETHs in King James to S in our modern English so you can get it. For promotion comes neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south, but God. But God is the judge. He puts down one and he sets up another. Everybody say God. So promotion comes from the Lord. Anything that I have that is from God, man cannot do anything about it. Anything that I have that is not from God can certainly be taken or stolen from me. But whatever God sovereignly speaks and declares into your life, and it's yours. How many of you know there's, there's security in it? There's protection in it. Come on, somebody. Now, too often, I, I read Stephen Covey's seminal work years ago called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and so many nuggets in that powerful uh, book on leadership and, and navigating life decisions. And I remember one illustration that he said. He said, too often people in American culture climb the ladder of success only to get to the top and realize the ladder was leaning against the wrong wall. You get there and there's no fulfillment because you've been fighting for all the wrong things. Material things, making a God out of stuff, uh, is another pretty little liar that we can in all of the collection and all of our everything in our houses. Most of us don't have enough room to store all the stuff we have, so we rent storage buildings to store more stuff that we can't let go of. And I'm not making fun of you. I, I, I was in that a while until I just said, okay, i got to do a serious decluttering, a serious cleaning. But I want you to know that when God gives something, man cannot take it away. So God raises up, God puts down and he sets up. And the book of Daniel says this, that he is a God above all gods, that he raises up kings and he sets down kings and he gives some authority and he takes authority away from others. And so promotion, this is not just in church, this is not just a kingdom idea, but if you will grasp this concept, this can give you opportunities for growth and advancement in your job, in your career. Promotion is from the Lord. That's my first principle. Everybody say promotion is from the Lord. So when we advance, as we continue to take on more responsibility, then we recognize that what God has given us is an opportunity to lean into Him for solutions. The world is looking to the church, and the church, the problem, is not looking to Jesus for the answers. And if we will open the Word and open our hearts and say, God, and if we'll weep over the Word and say, God, open this book to me and give me answers, solutions to the problems that we're facing in our families, in our finances, in our homes, in our own emotional struggles that we face, in the recurring sin pattern or, or problem that we're, the addictive pattern of behavior. Uh, you know, everybody is at a, a different stage and a place of growth in your life, and God wants to bring advancement into your life. He wants to bless you. How many of you know God wants to bless you? I believe that. <laughs> Pastor Jeremy quoted that great verse out of Jeremiah 29, 11 during his message, and he said this, I mean, during his prayer for communion, and he said that God has a desire to prosper and bless us Thoughts not of evil, but thoughts to give us a future and a hope. His desire for us, his, his goal for us is to see us advance. The scripture says in Proverbs 4.18, the path of the just is as the shining light that shines more and more under the perfect day. When the kingdom of God comes into your life, God starts 
ever-increasing concentric circles of influence, blessing and transforming and changing you. If you keep walking with him, he will bless whatever you put your hand to. He will prosper whatever you step into. Now, that's only to a person who stops and says, God, what is your will for me? And doesn't make an arbitrary decision and going, God, please bless what I want. How many of you know if you discern the will of the Lord and step into it and obey it, you don't have to waste half your time begging God to bless your plans? That's good preaching right there. Promotion is from the Lord. God blesses. He wants to advance you. He wants to give you an opportunity to be able to to, to see those increases come in your finance, in your influence, in your job. Maybe moving you out of a place of being an employee to becoming an entrepreneur and employing others. How many know there's steps of growth? There's preparation. There's education. This does not necessarily mean classroom time, but it means just getting yourself ready to be able to take those next steps. How many of you know we will never take those next steps if we're spending all of our time complaining and whining on the, about the step we're on? Help me this morning, somebody. Point number two. Point number two, be faithful in small things. Be faithful in small things. Jesus said in the Gospels, he said, if you will be faithful in little, I will make you ruler over much. If we will be faithful in the little things in our lives, if your finances are in a mess and you haven't reconciled your checkbook in 18 years, then maybe that's a place to start. I'm not, I'm not preaching. I'm meddling. Okay, well, let me just, I'll go on and give you some other examples. If your wife's got a scowl on her face all the time, maybe you need to start showing a little bit of love in some different kind of ways, brothers. Bring a, bring a rose home every now and then or cook dinner for her and let her rest and do the dishes or something, you know? You, if, if you've been with her 20 years, the look she has on her face is a product of how you've lived. Well, anyway, let me leave that alone. <laughs> yeah, you don't know the thing that I'm with, I'm telling you. Be faithful in the small things. See, Song of Solomon says it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. Usually it's not the great big problems that destroy the marriage. It's the accumulation of all the little ones. Be faithful in the little things. You know what? If you, if you want advancement in your career, you want to grow in your family, you want to, the love to increase in your home, be faithful in the small things. Be an encourager. Open your mouth and be optimistic. Quit your gritching. And that's a southern term for griping and something else. I can't believe the pastor. Be faithful in small things. Tell your neighbor, say, be faithful in small things. Zechariah says, don't despise the day of small things. I remember when we were in a shoebox down at 620 West Broadway. Believe in God to build a life, a church with a life-giving message coming in out of it in the Mid-South. And sitting there looking at 22 people Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. And now we're in this facility and God's blessing and the kingdom is advancing and victory's growing and our families are being blessed and prospered and God is touching people's lives. Put your hands together and give the Lord praise. Now, there's some principles in the kingdom. I remember somebody said to me one time, he said, you know, it's just not fair in the world. He said, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And I looked at this brother in Christ and I said, well, brother, you better wake up and get used to that because it's the same way in the kingdom of God. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Come on. 
And, and if we want to see advancement come, then we learn to take responsibility for the step we're on, solve the problems there. And it's amazing. Jesus says, if you'll be faithful in these little problems, I'll give you bigger ones to solve. Guess what? That's what happens when you get a promotion in the job and you're over more people and you're making bigger decisions and you have more authority and your, your paycheck is showing the results of all of that authority and responsibility. Guess what? It means you've got bigger problems to solve. You're on a higher level. You've got bigger devils to defeat. Come on, somebody. Put your hands together and give the Lord praise. Be faithful in the small things because that's what happens when, when we tap into that immeasurable, infinite power called the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us and he says you can do this through Christ who strengthens you and you wake up from a dream because God gives you a solution to it and you go in and you present it to the lead team at your work and they do it and you get a promotion out of it. Guess what? They're going to lay bigger problems on your desk for you to solve and that's when you go back to the Holy Spirit and say, okay, I need you to help. I need you to help me again. Somebody say, help me. So, be faithful in small things. Point number three, attitude determines altitude. I read a John Maxwell book, gosh, 30 years ago, and it, it showed a principle. Where, where's Buddy? Where's Buddy Warner? Is he here? Buddy, wave your hand at me, buddy. Don't sit back there and just look at me. Wave your hand. There he is. He's on the back row. I couldn't, I couldn't see because it's so dark back there. Buddy, buddy flies planes, and he could probably preach this better than I can, but in pilot terminology, the attitude of the plane has to do with the direction the nose is going. If the attitude is up, the plane is climbing. If the attitude is down, the plane is diving. Do you see the metaphor there in how we deal with life? If everything you look at is down, baby, you in a nosedive. And your attitude is going to determine your altitude. Are you looking up? That's not a haughty kind of proud way, but it's looking up in optimism and expectancy. It's looking up. Let me just take it out of those, those philosophical terms. Let's put it in Bible terms. I'm looking up in faith. I'm looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. Come on, somebody. Help me. So we're on a plane this morning, and I'm telling you, we're going to keep the attitude up. Come on. And every one of these, Johnny, Megan, Beth, Jake, have been through seasons, and we've all fought battles, not with each other, thank goodness, but we fought battles together, and we've seen the word of the Lord. We've seen them understand that to be faithful in small things, to be committed to your word and follow through with it. Guess what? When you become a leader, that means you don't have the luxury because you wake up don't feeling like showing up. You get up and you come on anyway. Come on, somebody. That's what a leader does. Leader actually becomes a greater servant. We're going to talk about that in a moment. And we, we recognize that our attitude is something that is going to influence and affect everybody else around us. Now, an upward attitude doesn't mean you're ignoring a negative circumstance. It just means that in spite of the condition of things, that you're looking up to see God give you a solution to make it through that, to walk through that, to overcome that, to get beyond that to climb the mountain, to cross the valley, all right? Point number four, and I'm finished. You get anything out of this? Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Humble, humble is a, it's a word not often used in corporate America because everything is so egotistically driven. But humility is a Bible idea that we all need. 
we, we all need. And, and you know, I, I can't pray and say, God, humble me, because that's not what the Word says. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, matter of fact, let me just go ahead and pull it up right here. I've got a picture of it I took in my phone so that I could get this particular translation. It says, all of you dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves. Don't say, God, humble me. Everybody say, humble yourselves. Say it. Humble yourselves. Humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right season, the scripture says, at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. So if I will stay teachable, I, I believe that is the most practical way to define humility. I saw a quote this week by one of the Stoic philosophers, by Epictetus, I believe. Uh, it was one of the Instagram leadership accounts that I follow. And it said, a man can never learn to do something that he thinks he already knows how to do. You, you think you already know. I, I remember I met a guy one time who wanted to argue with me about the Bible. And he said, I've read the Bible. And I said, really? He said, yeah, one time. I said, okay. Okay. And, you know, I didn't, wouldn't even enter into an argument. I said, brother, that's not even what this is about. It's amazing to me. I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, when I go to the gym, I do everything I can to avoid them knowing that I'm a preacher as long as I can. Don't even want them to know that I'm a preacher. Because when they find out that I'm a preacher, their whole demeanor changes. They hadn't been in church in 20 years, and all of a sudden they want to argue with me about the book of Revelation. Or, or argue with me over some scriptural passage. Been cussing like a sailor, and man, they'll quit all that around me. I, they, I can round the corner, and they'll be blankety, blankety. Oh, how, yeah, how are you, pastor? And he just makes them get fake. I want to go, I just wish you would rather you go and be yourself and be who you are. And, and, and all of a sudden, they, they become instant Bible scholars when they find out I'm a preacher. They want to argue with me about who Russia is in the Bible and what's going on in Ukraine. I'm going, brother, I don't have time for this. I'm just trying to get my work out in. I'll pray for you. How many, how many know what I'm talking about? And, and, and so many times I've been there, and this is the reason I know the desperate place. If I ever get in a place where I start to think I know everything that is in a passage of Scripture, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. And there's so many passages. I can stand up here and quote the whole 23rd Psalm for you right now. And the reason that I read it in a different translation or I listen in the Bible to a different translation is for the sheer shock value to learn something that I didn't see before. Because when you go to the Word with a set of glasses on, an attitude that says, well, I already know all of that. How many of you know God opposes the proud? He ain't going to show you narrow thing. But when you can come in humility and go, Holy Spirit, teach me, show me, show me your word. Lord, there are treasures in this thing I have never seen before in my life. And I look to you and I ask you to ignite a fire on the inside of me and let the word come alive in me. Let it transform my life. How many of you know you're in a posture? Come on, somebody, help me this morning. You're in a place where you're getting ready for God to do something great in your life. Be teachable. God, help us as believers. So many times we're, we're just not teachable. We think we've got it all together and we know it all. And it, I just always want to never stop being a student. I always want to keep learning. So four things quickly, and I'm going to ask you to go ahead and come on right now. Pastor Jeremy, Pastor Haley, Beth and Jake, and Johnny and Megan, would you go ahead and come on up here? Use the steps on either side and just come on up behind me. Promotion is from the Lord. 
and when God opens a new door of opportunity, there are greater challenges. There's a sense of uncomfortability when we step into uh, something new, a new job, a new realm of faith, a new challenge we've never done before. And God says that if I'll be faithful in the small things, that he will make me to be a ruler, he'll make me to lead, give me responsibility over greater things. Matter of fact, in the scripture, he even says, I'll make you ruler over five cities, over ten cities. I don't know what all that means eschatologically in the future, in the millennium, whatever. But I know right now that the principle is still valid. If I'm faithful with what I've got, then he'll give me something greater and bless it. I remember when my son was a little boy and he had a rubber basketball and he, he wanted a leather one. And I, I think the, the rubber basketball, you know, was pretty cheap. It wasn't any kind of big fancy thing, but maybe it was 20, 30 bucks back then. And he wanted this $75, $80 leather basketball back then. This 25 years ago. And I said, well, where, where's your old basketball? It's laid out in the yard being rained on. And I said, well, show me you can take care of what you got and I will give you something better. Now, how many of you know that works with your house? It works with your finances. It works with your car. Quit cursing the car you're driving. Just go wash the dang thing. Clean it up. Change the oil. Come on. Are y'all you, are hearing me this morning? Be faithful in little things. Third thing, attitude determines altitude. As I look up to him, then I climb higher because I'm leaning into him. And then lastly, be humble in the middle of all this. Be teachable. Pray with me. Father, thank you today for this word. I ask you that, that just this quick remembrance of some practical principles of promotion in the kingdom. Remind us, Lord, that if we'll lean into you and be obedient these principles in your word, that blessing will chase us down. We won't have to fight for it, but God, it will find us. And I ask you for this, for the families, for the businesses, for the men and women in leadership in our community, in, in medicine, in law, in law enforcement, in the schools, Lord, all of these various areas of influence bless the people of God. Help us to be men and women who look to you for solutions who look up and influence people around us with an attitude of faith. And Lord, to walk with you in humility. We thank you for promotion in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen.